Today's Leading Women episode 498 with the wonderful Mary Pittman. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference, and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day. Here are today's leading women. Want to learn how I did it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Mary Pittman. Mary Pittman is a speaker, author, and a nurse. She is known as the Missing Money Lady. She has appeared on Good Morning America, America's Money Class with Suze Orman in ARP, CNN Money, and more. Mary is the author of The Little Book of Missing Money, a quick and easy guide to finding money that is rightfully yours. She believes no one should have to pay a ransom to get her own money. Learn more about Mary and what she does us at www.dlittlebookofmissingmoney.com. Again, that's www.dlittlebookofmissingmoney.com. Women of the world, Miss Mary Pittman. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Marie. I am delighted to have you in the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Mary, I really like what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that kind of it, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment and time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. Okay. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind a niche? Well, it started, and let me emphasize, I had no experience in this whatsoever when I started. Um, as you mentioned, I'm a nurse, and that's still my my job that pays the bills mostly. Um, but it started when one of my friends told me about this whole missing money thing, and I kind of rolled my eyes, and I thought, oh, God, you are so gullible. Give me the information. I'm going to show you where the scam is. And I was very much in a place of ego, feeling I'm smarter than she is. How can she be so gullible? Ugh. Then I ended up finding two listings for my father who died um, indigent in 2001. And I thought, well, there you go. There's the scam right there. How, why would they put somebody on there who was indigent? Then I thought, how would they know he was indigent? Hey, maybe I have money. My whole attitude changed. So I filled out the form, um, and it requires a little bit more if there's a death involved. And about five weeks later, I had a check in my hand for over $2,500. <laughs> I became a believer. And in the middle of the night when I was there waiting for patients to come out of the operating room, I would play with this. You know, there's nothing to do, just waiting for the patient. 
and I got very good at it. And I ended up finding a listing for one of the nurses upstairs. And she's the sweetest person, but is one of those people that has the ever-present black cloud over her head. And I thought, God, if somebody can use a break, it's her. So I went up and told her about it. And it was a combination of being ready to cry and speechless. And when she finally composed herself, she said, Mary, I've been getting calls and letters from businesses saying I have all this money out there, but they all want a lot of money to help me get it. One guy wants $700. Another one wants $2,100. She said, I was determined to do this on my own, but I didn't know where to begin. And I said, I will help you. And as I walked away from her, that was when I had the thought of, I should put all my search tips together, just a little book, maybe even a booklet, just the little book of missing money. And it started out to be just my search tips. But from there, I also added additional places that people could find money. And then um, I've done speaking engagements. I've done the um, media to try to spread the word. And I never know who's listening, who's been praying for a financial miracle. So it's a passion of mine, just absolutely lights my fire. Mm, what a beautiful story. And I love how you got started, how you birthed that into what is right now, how that experience, because that has been a theme here at Today's Leading Women, because more often that idea sprung from our own experience. And then later on, people are asking us about it. And then you went out there to help others as well. And that's exactly what happened to Mary. What a beautiful story that you have on, out there. And I love that you have this one out there that helps other people. And this book not, not only is helping, you know, those people who know, who doesn't know or that they're missing somewhere or there's money somewhere that they don't know. It's also helping create awareness that probably... Any of us have that we don't know that we have something money money missing out there, and then having this expertise that Mary has really helps us. But I love for us to I love for you to share our listeners what continues to inspire you doing this business. Pardon me. I'd love for you to talk about what continues to inspire you doing this. Oh, um, well, I'll use Linda, the nurse, again as an example. Would. When she ended up filing and getting her money from the state of Florida, she called me from the post office and she she was in tears. And she said, Mary, I've, I've got checks in my hand. And she read the dollar amounts off and I, I ran a total. I said, do you know how much that comes to? She said, no. I said, $2,556.76. And she just started sobbing. She said, I don't know if you know, I was at a benefit for my cousin um, who was struck by lightning twice. And then I thought, oh, this is a genetic thing, this little black cloud. Um, she said, I tripped in the parking lot and I broke my arm. I've been out of work. I don't have insurance. I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent. And that, more than anything, made me realize I never know how this information is going to impact somebody. Because $2,500 isn't really a, a huge amount, but when you don't know how you're going to pay your rent, it's a, you just won the lottery. And I know that there are other people out there. I never, when people say I found money, I never ask them how much because I don't feel it's my business, my, you know, to, to pry into that. If they, they used my book and, and found money, I'm thrilled. But, um, it's the impact that it has on people. Mm. It can be life-changing. 
Absolutely. I mean, nothing is so gratifying and fulfilling than being able to impact other people's lives because of what you do. I'm going to hear about the story uh, that Mary just shared with us with her client, Linda. I mean, that would have been a very, I'm sure that was huge help for her at that time. So great inspiration. Now, let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this idea or that turned this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Well, I think the number one thing is, you know, as you mentioned, I'm, an, I'm a nurse too. It's a desire to help people. And I certainly help them when I'm at work and helping them with their pain after surgery. But this helps them in a way that that few other people can help them. I mean, it costs me nothing to accept time for um, to help them hopefully um, have a financial turnaround, or maybe it's just enough to pay their their water bill. Um, so it's a it's kind of a it's not kind of it's a very unique niche that I'm in. There's really nobody else out there doing what I do in the way that I do it. Um, the other thing is I have an absolute belief in what I'm doing. And I think the other personality trait would be a refusal to give up. Um, even when, when things get slow, I still stick with it because it, it's kind of like the tide. It's an ebb and flow. There will be a lot of interest and there won't be. And it, I always stick with it. If I can do at least one thing every single day, I'm advancing my business. Mm, so that's desire to help people, belief in what I do, refusal to give up. Great personal yes. qualities here or traits that Mary just shared with us. And the good news is that we can all cultivate and adapt these traits into our lives and into our business. And I love how you beautifully said about a desire to help other people and stems from experience as a nurse because I am a nurse by profession as well. Um, and that is inherent to us, the desire to help other people and for you you had that desire to ease the pain of your patients and now you're helping other people to ease the pain ease the problem they have by helping them find the 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 missing money that they have and especially impacting their lives in those days in those times that they really needed those help so great qualities here let's all cultivate them and apply them in our lives now let's talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur you know as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get to those challenges, it takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? One of the, well, the single biggest challenge that I faced with my topic, um, whether it's um, pitching the media or um, speaking engagements or even just the book itself, is the disbelief factor. And I understand that because that's what got me into it to begin with, was thinking there's no way this is real. And so the disbelief factor is the single biggest challenge. And for instance, if I'm um, 
approaching somebody about a speaking engagement, I will frequently, nearly all the time, find money for the host organization. <laughs> so that, you know, as it did with me, that kind of turns them around a little bit. Um, Let's see, my other challenge is getting the message out. Once again, it's related to the disbelief factor because people don't want to um, have their um, viewers or listeners scammed. Um, but I, I went to the National Publicity Summit, and the one of the producers from The View was there and was saying how great a, uh, a guest Susie Orman is. She said she, she brings it. She's always on topic. Um, She's easy to understand. She has a passion for what she does, but we're always looking for um, financial experts. So I spoke to her after, and she, one of the things she had emphasized was you have to have media experience. And I said, I can show you a clip of me on America's Money Class with Susie Orman. And she's like, wow. So I'm working with her on that. But um, she she understands it. She She loves those type of segments. And the other thing... Once again, going back to the disbelief is sticking with it, just not giving up, just not throwing in the towel. I've had the success that I've had because I don't give up every single day. Do at least one query. Um, do something. It doesn't have to be a big, huge thing. Do one thing every single day, not Monday through Friday, every single day and your business will grow. Hmm. Wow. I was so hooked into listening with every word that you just shared because it's great lessons in what you've just shared with us. And congratulations, by the way, for Sus Ormans. I mean, how being, um, being on the show or, and even just, you know, being able to get your message out there at such a big level with Sus Orman, that is huge. You'll be able to help a whole lot more people because you are getting yourself out there. You're getting your message out there. And there's a platform that helps you do that as well. And that's that's what happens when you don't give up with you, with when you encounter all of these challenges that in building a business because there are going to be challenges along the way. And like what uh, Mary just shared with us, it's all about not giving up on it and getting your message out there in a big way whether you know it or it will there will be people or somebody's going to be out there um, who gets your message and can help you get your message in a bigger way look at what happened to mary so just let's learn from the lessons that uh, and the challenges that mary just shared with us so when it happens to us we now know what to do all right, let's just switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create that work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? I wish I could say I had this down well. I don't, and I admit that. Um, the number one thing I do, though, is health is very important to me because I see so many people in the hospital who do not have health. So I eat healthy and I exercise. I absolutely make time for that. The other thing is I make time for my family. When my granddaughter wants me to come and pick her up from school, I will make time to do that. I can't do it every day, 
but I can make some time for it. Um, as far as relationships, that's where I, I really drop the ball on work-life balance because I tend to get so focused on what I'm doing um, that it's very hard to have a relationship. Um, it, that's a work in progress. I know I need to do better on it, and I wish I had all the answers, but I don't. And I think I'm actually very typical of people who, you know, it, it's very hard to balance it, I admit. And I, I, I dropped the ball on it. Mm, well, I love working. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I mean, you are not alone. I mean, I struggle with this work-life balance on a daily basis. And I'm sure our listener, a lot of our listeners too. But like what you've said, I am a big proponent of uh, keeping your health a priority I and mean, taking your health a priority, eating healthy, doing exercise, anything that, that feeds your mind, your body and your soul. That's really important because like what Mary just shared with me, with us, I'm also a nurse and I have seen so many people suffer as a result of not putting their health a priority. So it's really important not just because we are we are business owners, but especially for us, because we need that as a foundation of what we do. And without our health, we won't be able to build this business that we are passionate about doing. So it's really important to make time for that part of your life. And of course, other important areas of your life, your family, your personal relationships, your social life, your personal time, those are important too. Of course, we have our business, but there's also other areas of our lives that are important. So I think the bottom line here, is to know what your priorities are and then make time for them. Great takeaway there. Now, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well. And with that success, flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? I love that question. Um, a lot of people will ask me, how many books have you sold? And I, I really and truly have no idea. And they're stunned by that. How can you not know? Well, because different outlets pay me different money from the sales of the books. So I, I, it's not what's important to me. To me, what I've uh, considered to be successful is to have a continual flow of money coming in. It's not so much I sold X number on Kindle and Y number of books on Amazon. It's there's continually money coming in from multiple sources. And that's, that's for, for me, is what success is. Um, my other measure is personal satisfaction in a job well done. If I can deliver the goods in an interview or um, really tailor something to a speaking engagement that I'm doing and get their um, audience really engaged, then that's personal satisfaction. I feel, I feel good at that, about that. I feel I did the best I could. And that to me is a huge measure of success. And if I'm happy, I, I love, I love what I do. 
And if it ever gets to the point where I hate it, then all the success in the world doesn't matter because I have to love what I do. So happiness, personal satisfaction, and a continual inflow of money is my measure of success. Mm, beautiful. I love your perspective on success. It's about uh, personal satisfaction and job well done, doing what you love doing, having that continuous flow of money in multiple uh, sources. Great benchmarks here that Mary just shared with us and also the way she defines success herself because I know success is different from each of us. So I challenge you, our listeners, to define success according to you, to your own, to your truth and really listen and I'd love and I'll be interested to hear from you by sharing your definition of success in our community at todaysleadingwomen.com. Now, Mary, I know you've given us a lot of tips already, but I'd love for us to talk about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So, Take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Okay, I, I believe that fear is the number one thing that holds us back. So my first tip would be break through the fear. Believe in yourself. Believe in what you want to do, that, that that desire is within you for a reason. Um, don't be afraid to ask for help. People are, I got this from uh, Donnie Deutsch and the Big Idea, a program he used to have on CNBC. And he said, and I found this to be absolutely true. People are willing to help if you just ask them. And study people who have done what you want to do. Make friends with them. I got on Susie's show because I found missing money for her. She was going to be a keynote speaker at Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach for public television. So I got a ticket and positioned myself to see her when she came in, but not like crazy stalker lady position. <laughs> and as I came up, she smiled and looked at me and I said, Susie, I'm going to tell you something nobody else here is going to tell you. And she said, what's that? I said, I found missing money for you. And it's like she went into ventriloquist mode, frozen smile. She goes, really? Good, I need it. Yeah, almost like teeth clenched. I said, no, seriously, you know, the, the missing money programs that the states have? And she said, no. I said, no. She said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I said, I was prepared for a lot today. I was not prepared for that. So as I explained it to her and showed her her listings, you saw this glint of recognition in her eyes. And she said, these are people who owed me money who never paid me. I said, well, here's the thing, Susie. If Susie Orman can have missing money, Susie Orman's viewers can have missing money, too. And her eyes got really big. She goes, that's right. So that's how I met Susie. And that's how the connection with her came about was. And I didn't even have the idea for the book at this point. I just wanted her to put the word out to more people. Um, but I wasn't afraid 
to go up to a, okay, Susie's intimidating. <laughs> I love her, but she is a powerful woman, and she's a little intimidating. I wasn't afraid to go up to her and talk to her about what I had found, and you can see the domino effect that that had. Wow, I'm in great lesson and I was so hooked into listening to every word that you said. That was so inspiring. There was a word there. There's something there that there's a le big lesson there. Um, but let's, let me just summarize them again for our listeners' business tips that uh, Mary just shared with us. Let me expand more about the other one. The first one is to break through the fear. Believe in yourself and in what you do. This is so important. Don't let that fear paralyze you. Get it out there. Get your idea out there. Believe yourself that you are and you know that somebody's other is waiting for the value that you are providing it for that idea for that thing that you can help others with and then of course, so not being afraid to ask for help and being prepared. That is the word that I was looking behind the lines that Mary just shared with us. I mean, she was prepared. She, she overcame her fear when she met Susie Orman. I mean, of course, she is as intimidating as she is, I'm sure. I haven't met her in person, but I'm a big fan of what she does. I watch her show. I learn a lot about money and how and how to deal with money. How to, Everything about money, I learn from Suze. It's really, she's really... Um, a leader in the an expert in the genre but look at what happened with Mary she was prepared and she was able to overcome the fear by being prepared she has everything that she needed to tell Suze to get her attention and that snowballed uh, not only she was able to help her and make her aware of what she's missing the money she was missing and where it was coming from but she was able to leverage the platform and the credibility that uh, Suze has and now she's able to to spread her message far and wide and be and help more people than she could have uh, possibly dream of so great takeaway here for our listeners let's take action on these tips that Mary just shared with us now being afraid, breaking through that fear, and being prepared as well. Great tips here. Now, last but not the least, Mary, this question is one I've started asking our guests and one that our listeners repeatedly ask, and that is, if there's one woman out there that you admire the most, who would it be and why? It'd have to be, I'd have to say Susie, because she started out as a waitress, and look at Look at how she built herself up. I mean, uh, to go from just working a, um, the counter at a, a local, I think it was like a little uh, bakery type thing, to build yourself up to being the internationally known, recognized, and respected woman. Wow. I, I, I really do admire her. I'm intimidated by her, but I admire her too. I get past the intimidation and just realize she's a person with a heart and um, as strong as she comes across and as powerful as she comes across, she's a kind and loving person. Yes, absolutely. She is really an inspiration to a lot of us, what she does. And, you know, yeah, and of course, her compassion, her heart for people, for Helping uh, small people, the, the small people, us, the average people, helping us in terms of her expertise. Of course, she's such an inspiration, just a woman that we admire as well. So thanks for sharing her. 
Now, lastly, Mary, I'd love for you to share our listeners what's one big benefit uh, they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. The best way to connect with me is through the website, thelittlebookofmissingmoney.com. Um, you can connect with me for speaking engagements, for um, consulting, and the book has all of my search tips in it, as well as loads of places you would never think to find missing money. Not all of the money gets turned over to the state. Um, there's also tips to prevent your money from going to the state, whether or not um, your state will take gift card balances, um, just loads of information to protect your money in ways that that you wouldn't really think of. Mm. And the book is available anywhere. Amazon, Kindle, any bookstore can order it. Um, it's available for bulk purchases. If uh, you work for a, a company that wants to give them away as a um, premium to their customers, I even designed it so the cover can be personalized with whatever company wants to give it away. You know, compliments of Wells Fargo, you know, whatever. <laughs> mm, all right. So that's www.thelittlebookofmissingmoney.com, thelittlebookofmissingmoney.com for our listeners out there. I highly encourage you to go there now, www.thelittlebookofmissingmoney.com, and at least pick up her book. It's available on Amazon, on Barnes, and from her website as well. I'm sure we can all learn from what she's teaching on that book. And who, who knows? You might find a treasure. You never know. Uh, there's missing money that he, that is unclaimed for you and uh, Mary can help us with that one. So again, that link is www.thelittlebookofmissingmoney.com. Mary, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you, Maria. It was a privilege to be with you. All right, TLW listeners, did you love this episode? Here's your chance to recommend or vote for your favorite today's leading woman. Here's how to do it. Step number one. After you listen to this episode, go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. Step number two. Click the rate and review button. Step number three. Say that you love listening to today's Leading Women podcast. Step number four, type in the name of your favorite today's leading woman. Example, Sheryl Sandberg of Facebook, Ariana Huffington of Huffington Post, Oprah of Oprah Winfrey Network. You get it, right? Step number five, type your first name and where you are listening from. Every day, I will personally go through all of your ratings and reviews and scour the names of your favorite today's leading women. You will get to be featured as TLW fan of the day with your name and where you're listening from. And you'll be the first one to get notified when your favorite today's leading woman is featured on the show. Fair enough? Awesome. Go to todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. That's www.todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash my iTunes. 
feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.